This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is the Urban Hang Suite on Joy 94.9. Hi, I'm your host, David, and this is my interview with MC Bliss from the Australian rap trio Bliss and Esso. Congratulations on, on your new album. Thanks. For folks who are just going to be listening in for the first time, what can they expect from this new album, especially as compared to, to the last one? Look, I think uh, as a band, we thought we were going in a, in a good direction with Flying Colors, um, where it was going you know, creatively, both with the production and also the lyrics in terms of the topics and subject matter. And the idea with Running On Air was really just to evolve naturally from that and um, keep pushing the, ba- uh, the boundary a little bit. Um, so th- really, really, it's just, a, it's just a growth from where Flying Colors um, kind of left off. Um, and uh, again, it's it's got a lot of variety and depth to the to the album. It, it definitely takes listeners on a bit of a journey. So we're excited about it, man. We're pumped to get it out. Yeah, sure. And so, do you did, as you were working as you guys were working on the new album? Did you feel any pressure after the success and the awards for for Flying Colors? I mean, uh, uh, there's definitely you know na- natural uh, pressure that, that kind of comes with any kind of success, I guess, you know, to, to keep following things up strongly and, and keep pushing it. But we were pretty conscious of that when we went into the studio, and, and one of our kind of um, formula strategies, I guess, you know, when we go into making music is just to tr- really try and zone all that out and toss it out the window and really get back to having fun making music because that's really the essence of, of what we loved about getting into hip-hop and, and why we started doing it in the first place. When you're having fun and you lose yourself creatively as well, usually your best stuff comes out. So that, that was a real kind of conscious decision myself and SO made before going into it because obviously there, there were a few pressures, um, you know, uh, coming off of flying colors. But uh, I, I definitely think we, um, we, we achieved having a lot of fun making the record, and uh, I think it shows in the music. And do you think the, because you guys went and toured for a bit in the United States, and you, there's some, some big names from the U.S. rap scene, on the new album, do you, how do you think that influenced the work that you guys did for the for the new album? Oh, look, I mean, uh, hip hop, I guess, coming from the states in the first place, it's all, it's always been American hip hop. I guess has always been an influence in our lives and in our music. Um, but you know, the actual all the collabs actually happened in Australia. We did tour the states um, last year with smaller members and, and went all around. But um, all the all the actual collabs happened uh, within Australia. Um, so. It was, I guess, I guess for us, you know, we've been fans of Exhibit since the first album, so to get him on was an honor, and obviously, like, big Wu-Tang Clan fans, so to get, you know, RZA on, not just any of the members, but to get the head members is pretty crazy, um, and I think they all brought their own kind of flavors to the table, um, which definitely, you know, influenced us a little bit in terms of our direction on the particular track, but again, it all comes back to that variety. We like to have lots of different feels and flavors on there, so... Painting, you know, a nice wide sonic spectrum for the listener is is really crucial for us in album album making, and they really brought uh, unique colors to the table. So it was it was dope to see. Are there, you know, obviously you've released the first single. Are there certain tracks for you that stand out and that you're excited to play as you get ready to start the the tour, the new tour? Absolutely, man. Um, you know, it's, everything works in cycles, I guess. When you're when you're abandoned, it's it's you know, we we toured Flying Colors for about two years after uh, doing the album and um you know towards the end of the touring it was like okay 
we're seriously ready to get back into the studio and make some fresh stuff like we were yearning to be creative again and, and make some new music. And then when you record an album like we just have on Flying Colors, spending, sorry, uh, over six months recording the album, you get, you know, as the, the final days kind of draw, draw near and, and things are all coming together, you get really excited about playing the tracks live. So that's where, exactly where we're at. Um, can't wait to get back on the road with the Down by the River tour next month and, uh, and try out some of these tracks. You know, flying through the city is definitely, um, you know, a really upbeat track that we can't wait to, you know, get out there on stage and, and rip um, Down by the River, obviously, um, the new single. There's a couple other tracks as well that we can't wait to do live. Family Affair, which has got a real kind of guitar country feel, but it's really upbeat. And also uh, Where the Wild Things Are, which I think uh, for listeners will be something a little bit different that they might not expect. It's got a bit more of a rock feel, but uh, I think it'll translate really well live. For the folks who are going to be going to the shows, are, are you guys going to be doing something different from the Flying Colors tour, or what should, should people expect? Oh, look, you know, I, I think uh, any fans of, of ours know that our, our live show is very energetic, and, um, you know, we like to get the crowd involved and make sure they're all having a good time and really get that participation happening. And it's still going to be very based around that, you know, um, a lot of energy and, and just a dynamic kind of bit of a journey like our albums we like to take the audience on a journey with us and just being able to get the new the new tracks into the mix is definitely going to give it you know um a breath of fresh air and in terms of you know it is going to be something new but we've also going to have some of our classic tracks in there weave through it so it'll be it'll be a nice dynamic mix and so just to just to step back for a sec for for some folks who are going to be listening to the interview and just becoming aware of Bliss and Esso. Can you just sort of take us through how you guys started? Because you were born in the U.S., but you, you, know, you spent most of your time growing up here in Australia, and that's where you met up with Esso. Can you talk about like how that sort of dynamic really came about and sort of you started creating the music that's led you to where you are today? Yeah, basically, I, I came over um, during high school to Australia, and um, I met Esso at, at high school. He was pretty much the only other guy in the whole school that even knew what hip-hop was, let alone liked it. So um, it was, you know, we became immediately friends, and I, I was influenced, you know, just from the States. I used to, you know, beatbox to the radio back in the day, and I always had a, you know, it was it was definitely my favorite genre and type of music, and I was a big fan of a lot of artists. So when I came over, I became mates with him, and, yeah, it, it, it wasn't like we just decided straight away, man, we're going to be rappers. It was, a, it was a slow growth into it. It was just... And it spawned, I guess, from our love of hip hop and and the artists that we, you know, admired and, and appreciated. And you know, we we used to kind of rap at the bus stop. And this is an this is a, a, a day, if you can imagine, where Australian hip hop was was basically nothing. I mean, there was a handful of groups or artists out there, and they were very, you know, underground. It was on on the mainstream level. If you compare it to then till now, it's it's just exponential the growth that's happened um so you know there was there was a lot of ridicule from the schoolmates and stuff you know oh, homie this homie that and it was kind of like we never really cared about it just because we were having fun making music and we used to get old boom boxes and record to tape over other people's instrumentals and and that's basically how it all started you know we, we used to first we used to mimic other people's rhymes and then we just started writing our own and after a while we had recorded so many tracks on tape we had our own our first album that we just did totally on tape and um later on so moved high schools and met djism at another school and uh i think it was one night in the studio when we had like a pretty simple setup with some beat machines and stuff and we were working on earlier recordings um so invited ism over and he brought his decks around and and just laid some cuts on our stuff and it was just like it was meant to be it was like the missing link and it suddenly it sounded like man that's 
that's real hip hop, you know, once you get the vinyl in there and the, and the DJ element. Um, so that's how the group was born, really, and we just uh, we just evolved and grew from there. And as you guys were getting started out, started out, excuse me, what were some of the the influences musically that you guys you looked to as you started to develop your your musical style? Oh, look, we've got quite an eclectic taste, and it's not all just hip hop. Um, you know, from from old soul legends to you know to Jimi Hendrix, you know what I mean? It's it's there's there's a lot of artists out there that have been influential on our music. Um, but hip hop wise, I mean, uh, we've always been big fans of Outkast, um, Wu Tang Clan, just uh, who's actually on the on the album. We were lucky enough to get him, an amazing lyricist. Um, you know, Bubba Sparks. There's 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 so many different artists that have helped uh, you know um, inspire us and uh, you know contributed ideas to our creative um, side, you know, so um, it's, it's really an eclectic mix. And are there artists that when you, that you listen to now and you, you hear them and you think, wow, that's, that's really interesting and it's different and inspires you to do, to do more with your music? Absolutely. I mean, I guess a key example of that is, is even the, the, the whole art form of sampling. You know, that's, that's in a sense, you're getting inspired off of other genres of music and you're taking a little fragment of that and you're sequencing it or arranging it in a way that it becomes something else and it transforms um, through, through the beats and the rhymes into something completely different, but it, it still was inspired by, you know, another band's or another artist's original vision. So I guess that's a prime example of that, you know, something like um, Eye of the Storm on Flying Colors where we sampled Angus and Julia Stone um, with their track, Paper Airplane. Um, you know, the, uh, people wouldn't, when you hear the Angus and Julia Stone track by itself, you, you wouldn't think anything to do with hip-hop. But because it's been through that transformation process, it really has become something totally different. And we've done that, you know, multiple times with, I guess, uh, hip-hop is a sample-based genre, so it's all kind of stemmed from this process, even though now there's a, there is a lot of original um, music and instrumentation in, in hip-hop. Um, yeah, so, and, you know, there's, there's examples of, of that on the new album as well. You know, we flipped up a uh, Casey Chambers and Shane Nicholson track, um, which is something that the, our label and our management were freaking out about because it was like, how are you going to mix country with hip-hop? Um, and it, we kind of just kept fighting them and going, no, trust, it, trust us, it's going to be good, it's going to be good. And, and it's, you know, it turned out to be one of the standout tracks on the album. So it's, um, it, it's, it, you can kind of find a new place by drawing on all these different influences. So when an artist creates an album, there's sort of the thought that maybe this will, could be the more, I guess for lack of a better term, the more commercial of the albums and fans might gravitate this because it's more accessible. But uh-huh. then, you know, once the album's released, then maybe there's a song that you, that you obviously that you liked because it's on the album and you put your heart into, you know, one of those other songs gets picked out by the fans and they seem to really gravitate towards that song as opposed to ones that you thought that they might have when you're getting, getting ready to release the album. Has that happened? Yeah, can, can the fans surprise us and pick something that we, we, we would have thought might have been a bit more of an underground track on the album? Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, totally. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, all, all the tracks on our records, are, they're all like our babies, you know, so we love them all. And it's, it's very hard, you know, when you, when you go to picking singles, what you think is going to work or what you think people, I guess, are going to gravitate to or, or really relate to, and it'll hit the, hit the mark in that sense. But it, it, it does happen from time to time, man. Like, people really surprise us. And, uh, and, and it's, it's great to see because, as I said, they're all our babies. And, you know, for example, on, on Running On Air, we've got a track called Children of the Night, which is, um, 
a flip up of an old stylistics track, um, which was a, a soul band from the 70s. Um, and it, it's when, it, when you first hear it, I guess, it doesn't strike you as like you, you go, oh, this is a radio track, it's a big commercial hit or anything like that. But it's, it's like, it's, to us, it's a beautiful kind of cinematic journey through, um, you know, st- st- told through the storyteller's eyes with, with an amazing beat that, that, that the emphasis has worked on. Um, and it's not something that you just pick, but uh, already from the reaction that we've been getting, people have been, like, going crazy over the track, which is, which is really nice to see, you know, it's, and it's sometimes, it does definitely surprise you sometimes um, when, yeah, when you think that this, you know, track A is going to be the one that everyone loves, but someone finds track, you know, D in there and they love it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's one of those things that you, you never really know until you get it out there. With, with Flying Colors... Um, obviously, you know, we talked about before that you, you guys, that was your your most successful album to date, and you won uh, an ARIA award for that. What was that experience like? Um, oh, man, it was it was amazing to be able to get an ARIA award for Flying Colors, it, um, you know, to get to get any kind of recognition on an industry level for for something that you've been working on and putting your heart and soul into, you know, for, for so many years is, is pretty special, so... Yeah, it was a, it was a great experience, and obviously helped to to boost the album in general and in our profile, and so we can keep kind of doing what we're doing and and keep building on it all. So yeah, we were we we were uh, blown away when we wanted it was wicked. With the new album and with the new tour, because I noticed on some of the tour dates that some of the shows uh, maybe it doesn't make a difference, but some of the shows are plus or over eighteen, and some are all ages. Is uh-huh. there going to be a difference in terms of what the fans can expect in the different in the different shows? No, not at all. I mean, when we get onto the stage, we give everyone, you know, 100% of, uh, of 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 our show every time, and it's 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 not like we try and tame it down for the younger kids or make it crazier for the older kids or whatever. Obviously, the crowd dynamic does change a little bit um, due to that factor, but it's always it's always 100% from us on stage, you know. So, um, you know, it's I guess they both have their their idiosyncrasies and their and their differences. Um, but they're they're both they're both special. We we really enjoy doing you know both um, you know pl- playing underage shows or, or overage. I guess the the ultimate is when it's when it's mixed up and it's um you got a licensed all ages gig, so you can have the best of both worlds there. Deafrix and Mind Over Matter are going to be opening up for you guys. That's right. Yeah. And how did how, did um, are they friends are they friends with you guys or how did they how did that work out? Yeah, basically. Um, uh, MC Willow, who's one of the MCs in Mind Over Matter, he is cousins with Esso. Um, so, you know, they, they've um, been working on their craft now for uh, several years, and they've already toured us, um, toured with us, sorry, for for a couple of tours um, in the past. They're they're a really good live act, and um, the the best thing is, you know, we've we've featured them on the album, so we're definitely going to. Um, uh, have to rip up uh, where the wild things are on stage and get the boys out on stage with us, which is always nice, you know, yeah. to be able to have a few guests during the show. So we're we're looking forward to it. So you're doing the, I guess, the tour of the major cities. Are you going to keep going after that, sort of with down but with a down by the river tour that goes on to other places besides the the big cities, the more regional locations? Yeah. Yeah, basically, um, the plan is right now, we're doing the five major cities for Down by the River Tour, and then we're off to the States for a month to do a tour with Cottonmouth Kings, and then we come back to Australia, and we're going to do a uh, major follow-up tour, which will probably be the Running On Air Tour, and we'll hit a lot of regional locations. Um, I guess, you know, for us, there's 
we, we've we've worked really hard to kind of tour everywhere and really try and build up as, as much of a following and in lots of different towns as, as we as we can um, so to get to get back out to some of the smaller towns is really important to us because um, you know we've got a lot of fans there that have shown us a lot of love and um, definitely de- definitely enjoy just trying to hit as many spots as we can so we'll definitely follow up on a much more uh, thorough tour of the country you, you mentioned that you did the you guys did the two-year um, tour essentially supporting uh, flying colors and obviously you're gonna be starting a grueling tool tour new tour to support the new album how do you guys manage the you know because obviously it's a lot of time that you spend in close quarters with each other over a long period of time do you guys how do you manage that dynamic so you don't essentially become sick of each other and but still manage to put out and be do innovative music and put on great live shows oh man it's it's basically you know bliss and so is my family and you know the the guys in my group and my brothers it's like it's it's we've been together for so long now it's it literally is like a surrogate family so you know any, any brothers you know at times we'll, we'll we'll fight and you know but at the end of the day all you all love each other and you just keep on trucking and that's we i guess we've we've uh we've got quite a high level of endurance and and because as you said it can get very um uh, dominant in your life you know the, this music is is everything and it's um they're, they're, we're constantly doing things whether it's touring or making music or you know video clips or, or whatever it is it's there's always something for us to do so we do we see a lot of each other and uh i guess um we're we're lucky to have a good dynamic each each of us bring a different uh, piece of the puzzle to the table and we've all got you know different personalities um but we all you know know how to work with each other and and you know it's it's, it's like brothers man it's it's your family at the end of the day so um, I guess we're lucky in that sense that we all do get along. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, man. That was my interview with MC Bliss from Australian rap trio Bliss and Esso. This is the Urban Hang Suite on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organization, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.